Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we're airing a message entitled, The Cost of Booze, and in this week's message, the preacher will open the Word of God and will show that there is a price that countless people have paid in one way or another because of alcohol. God is a gracious and loving God, and He wants what's best for everyone. So sometimes this comes in a way of a warning of what we should avoid so that we can, in turn, avoid unnecessary pain in our lives. Often the messages we air are messages of what we should be doing, but there are times where we all need to hear lessons on what we should not be doing. And we pray that today's message will be a help and a blessing to you. So if you would like to hear today's message again or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, Please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Thanksgiving, talk about being thankful. We emphasize thankfulness. I hope that by God's grace we can carry this through the year. I know, I I don't know about you, but I could use to be more thankful than I am. Anybody else there with me too? Sure. And uh, by the way, when we're not thankful, we are, among other things that we're doing, we're really cheating ourselves. Because thankfulness is truly the sweetener of life. And uh, so just, just by way of that, I thought I'd read something here real quick. Uh, Rudyard Kipling was a British poet. He was a novelist and a short story writer in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Uh, he's best known for fictional work, The Jungle Book, and his poem, If... Uh, He received the Nobel Prize in Literature in 1907, and he made a great deal of money from his literary works, which also spawned a certain amount of criticism in the British media. Uh, Hoping for a story, a newspaper reporter once approached him and said, Mr. Kipling, I just read that somebody calculated that the money you made from your writings amounts to over $100 a word. Kipling raised his eyebrows and said, really, I certainly wasn't aware of that. The reporter reached into his pocket and pulled out a $100 bill and gave it to Kipling and cynically said, here, here's a $100 bill, Mr. Kipling. Now give me one of your $100 words. Kipling looked at the $100 bill for a moment, took it, folded it up, put it in his pocket, and said, thanks. (laughs) The word thanks, thankfulness, and thanksgiving are found over 100 times in the Bible, and the exhortation to give thanks is found... 40 times. Uh, Several years ago, a cartoon featured a bewildered-looking fellow sitting at a Thanksgiving table, loaded down with turkey, dressing, hot rolls, and all the trimmings. The caption read, Alvin the atheist realized he was at his lowest point. He felt grateful, but he had no one to thank. (laughs) All right, um, let's take our Bibles and turn to Proverbs chapter 23 this morning. Proverbs chapter 23. And I want to talk to you uh, about a subject that is almost never typically related to or connected to Thanksgiving, but believe it or not, it is in ways that most people don't know. If somebody asked you, what, was the, what is the worst uh, night of the year for drunken driving, of us, I'm sure, would have said, and I would have said this up until not too long ago, would have said New Year's Eve. Um, But believe it or not, it's not. It is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. 
It is a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Um, this problem I'm going to talk to you about this morning is bigger than the health care problem or the environment, prison crowding, AIDS, smoking, literacy rate, problem in, probably in many ways, terrorism. Um, it's more important than any of the politics. Who's going to control the Senate or the House or what's the president going to do next? Rectifying this problem could help reduce the overall crime rate, could contribute to paying the national debt, make roads safer, reduce wife beatings, child abuse, molestation, save lives, and to a degree restore sanity to our society. It would help remove the curse of God on this nation. The unvarnished truth is that our culture is amazing at beating up tobacco users, but seemingly blind, deaf, and dumb to the problem of liquor. So I want to talk to you this morning on the subject of the cost of booze, the cost of booze. And when you make a statement like that, typically people say, well, the cost of booze is, you know, a fifth of whiskey is this much, or a six-pack of this particular brand of beer is that much. But that's not the kind of cost that I want to talk to you about this morning. I want to talk to you about a different kind of cost. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, lead us and guide us and direct us in our thoughts this morning. Help us to understand what your word says about this subject and how we as believers need to respond to it. Plain and simple, may we submit to your word this morning. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Proverbs 23, verse 19 Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thine heart in the way. Be not among wine-bibbers, among riotous eaters of flesh. For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. Drop down to verse 29. Who hath woe, who hath sorrow, who hath contentions, who hath babbling, who hath wounds without cause, who hath redness of eyes. They that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine. Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth his color in the cup. And I want you to look at this last phrase in verse 31. When it moveth itself aright. During the fermentation process in the big vats, the, the bacteria is literally so active, the, the, the liquid will swirl. And if you stand there and watch it long enough, you can watch it move. It moveth itself aright. I point that out because... Um, when you study the scriptures, you realize that uh, there are different kinds of wine in the Bible. There is fermented wine. There's also unfermented wine. One thing you have to understand is that wine, at times in the Bible, the process referred to grape juice. As we would know it, like Welch's grape juice, we would have a frozen concentrate. They had an equivalent, but it wasn't frozen. And uh, it was thick consistency like that. And it would often be used mixed with water in a similar way, but it was literally, we'd call it, we'd call it grape juice. Another thing to understand is that the wine in biblical times was of far less alcohol content than ours. In fact, our wine would constitute the biblical definition of strong drink by definition. They, don't, they didn't even have an equivalent to uh, whiskey or vodka or something of of that nature. So you have to understand that, and you have to understand that the Bible, when it talks about wine, isn't always talking about the fermented. In this case, it is. When it giveth his color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright, 
referencing the fermentation process. Because if you don't point that out, people that want to justify certain things are going to say, well, Jesus made wine. Jesus made wine. And so, you know, that just, that just settles, settles the whole discussion. A uh, black preacher was driving down the street, and he got pulled over for erratic driving. And a police officer shined a flashlight and saw a wine bottle uh, sitting there. And, and uh, so uh, he said, uh, sir, I want to I see this. And he looked at it, and he smelled it. He said, uh, he said that's, that's, that's liquor. And uh, the preacher said, no. He said, that's water. And he smelled again. He said, smell this. And the preacher smelled it, and he said, bless God, he done it again. <laughs> But people will point to Jesus turning the water into wine and say, well, Jesus made it. So that settles the question. It's not really that simple, folks. At the last, verse 32, it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. Yea, thou shalt be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth upon the top of the mast. They have stricken me. Shalt thou say, and I was not sick, they have beaten me. And I felt it not. When shall I awake? I will seek it yet again. I want to talk to you, first of all, if you look at verse 21, the cost of liquor in the sense of currency. Currency. Now, the uh, prevailing wisdom on this is, well, you know, since it's been legalized, we collect the taxes on it. We even have state-run liquor stores. So it's really not costing us anything. And by the way, the big thing with Marijuana is, you know, we'll give all the proceeds to schools. You ever notice that? Proceeds are going to go to schools uh, to sort of sanitize it. And by the way, that's just another bad mistake. We're going to find that one out. Uh, you know what bothers me, too, and I'm digressing a little bit, I realize, and I'm going to do a lot of that in this message. I'm probably not going to stay to the notes. But um, what, what I really wondered about is, uh, now, now, what's the cri- criteria for stone driving now? Seems like they just let the cat out of the bag without figuring out what they're going to do about that one. And my understanding is uh, back in the day, I, I, I remember in the marijuana back in the late 60s, early 70s, the THC in it, the active ingredient, wasn't nearly what it is now. And nobody's going to tell me that someone under the influence of marijuana can operate a motor vehicle correctly. Your, your spatial uh, 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 judgment, your, your reaction time, uh, a lot of things are distorted and so, going to legalize it, but where's the criteria for driving stone? That's not a very comforting thought, thinking that people could be out there driving stone like that. Now, I'm sure there are ways of catching them when it's obvious, but there's sure ways of hiding it. And I'm not aware of any breathalyzer tests or anything like that. But um, there's a cost in currency. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth. And it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, The Cost of Booze, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, Pastor DeMichael has brought a message that is so important. Every year, millions of lives across the world are lost or affected by alcohol. It affects men and women. It affects the young and the old. It affects everyone. And unfortunately, it only takes one lapse in judgment for it to have lifelong effects. Sadly, it can also be used by the devil to keep Christians from reaching their potential for Jesus Christ. And if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor Michael, 
feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting kids programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college-aged groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.